if God is real, then serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and we know he is. And God will bring great change in your life and great power in your life and great blessing in your life. He is the God who answers by fire. I have seen you love than the sun. I have seen you change the world. Welcome back to Light Words with Pastor Scott Huffman from Lighthouse Church Ministries. We broadcast live every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Facebook and Instagram. Find us at LN Lighthouse. Today's message is Elijah, prophet of fire. All right, James 5, 17 and 18. Okay. Elijah was a human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for the next three and a half years. Then he prayed for rain, and down it poured. The grass turned green, and the crops began to grow again. All right, let's pray earnestly. <laughs> Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. We thank you, Lord, for this broadcast. We pray now, Holy Spirit, come by the, your unction and your power. Minister through this broadcast, Lord. Touch lives. Heal bodies that are sick. Um, strengthen those that are weak, we pray. Let the Spirit of God fall upon us this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, fire has many symbolic meanings in the Word of God. It can refer to divine judgment. But mostly importantly, the presence and power of God revealed or manifested. God appeared to Moses in what? The burning bush with a flame of fire, and it became holy ground for Moses. God said, take off your shoes, Moses, for you're standing on holy ground. Moses found himself in the very presence of God. God's fire and smoke spectacularly hovered over Mount Sinai as the Lord ascended from heaven and manifested his very holy presence. It was a devouring fire. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. A fire by night led the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years to lighten the way for them. I believe we're on the verge of the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit history has ever seen or witnessed. It will be characterized by fire or his divine presence and power being revealed. Jesus was a mighty prophet in word and in deed, working extraordinary miracles and performing signs and wonders among the people. God is going to pour out miracles accompanied with signs and wonders once again in this great move of the Holy Spirit coming to planet Earth very soon. Hallelujah. Jesus will baptize millions with his mighty power of the Holy Spirit and fire, releasing spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit and supernatural power in the lives of the hearers. I think of the great revival in the early 1900s, 1905 in Wales, where God used a young man named Evan Roberts to bring about a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit that touched the world. Before the revival began, his Bible had been scorched by a fire and was opened to the book of Chronicles, and this was the scripture that was underlined. 2 Chronicles 7, 1-3. And when Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. When all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Praise God. The fire came down and the glory appeared. That's what we're going to see once again. A fire burned in this young man, Evan Roberts, as he preached the living word of God and ushered in this great Wales revival in the British Isles. 
preaching the word under the unction of the Holy Spirit with signs and wonders following. I believe this will happen once again, and it will define this great revival coming to the world. Let's read Acts 19.20. So the message about the Lord spread widely and had a powerful effect. The word of God prevailed, it says in the old King James. God's word is going to prevail once again. Let's take a look today at the life of this great prophet, Elijah, who ushered in the fire of God. You know, it's interesting. Uh, the two witnesses in the book of Revelation uh, will appear, and these two mighty men of God uh, will do great signs and wonders, and then they'll be killed in the streets of Jerusalem, and then God will resurrect them, and then they'll ascend into heaven. And many people believe that this will be Elijah appearing once again, and along with him, Moses. But some people think it might be Enoch. But regardless, these two great witnesses will appear in the book of Revelation before the return of the Lord. Let's look at 1 Kings 17, 1 through 5. Let's look at this interesting story of Elijah, the man from Tishbite. And Elijah, the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except on, at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook and have commanded, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and stayed by the brook of Cherith, which flows into Jordan. I love this story. Elijah goes to the king, King Ahab, and he says, Hey, king, it's, gonna, it's not going to rain for three and a half years. See you later. Got to go. <laughs> and the word of the Lord came forth, and he went out to the brook Cherith. And there, the Bible says what? The ravens fed him, brought him uh, bread, and provided water through the brook. And God took care of Elijah during this great dearth, during this time when there was no water on the land. This was a, a judgment upon the nation of the northern tribe of Israel because they had departed from the living God. The brook dried up. That's kind of weird. Here God takes him to Cherith. There he's providing for him with the ravens. They're feeding him supernaturally. And he's taking care of him. And then the, the brook dries up. You wake up one morning, the brook's dried up. Maybe in your life, the brook is dried up. Something went wrong. Something happened to you that wasn't so great. And you don't understand why the brook dried up. What happened? And you're asking the Lord. And in this case, sometimes we think we missed God or did something wrong. But that's not the truth. The Lord just changed directions, and a new path for Elijah opened up to follow. Now let's read 1 Kings 17, 8 through 14. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which, belong, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I've commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, indeed a widow was gathering sticks, and he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. So God's divine provision in the life of Elijah. Now he goes to Zarephath, and there he meets this little widow woman. And she's about ready to die with her son. They have the last little bit of morsel of food, a little bit of flour, a little bit of oil. They're going to have their last meal, and then they're going to die. And Elijah performed this great miracle. And can you read that scripture again, what he said about that the flour would right. not 
dissipate. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself that we may eat and my son that we may eat and die. And Elijah said to her, do not fear and go as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, some some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Praise God. Now we see God's divine provision, not only for Elijah himself, but for others. And it's interesting that he said, first, give me a morsel of food. And as we give first unto God, as we pay our tithes unto God, as we give God first place in our life, he brings provision for us. And in this case, he provided for the woman and her son supernaturally. And the oil continued to flow, and the bin of flour was not used up. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes in these times of inflation, we think, God, how are we going to make it? You know, it just seems too hard. God can provide when it seems impossible. The Lord, Je Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Praise God. Well, then the widow's son dies of a disease or a sickness. And uh, once again, she begins to doubt. And, you know, sometimes when things happen in our life, circumstances seem rather strange or bad. We begin sometimes the natural inclination is to doubt God. But God was still working in this supernaturally. And let's read about this story in the 17th chapter, 21 to 24. Um, so he said to her, give me your son. And he took him out of her arms and carried him up to the upper room where he was staying. And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back to him, and he revived. And Elijah took the child, brought him down wow. from the upper room into the house, and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, See, your son lives. Praise God. Kelly, can you straighten that out a little bit more? Thank you very much. Yeah, so here's this miraculous miracle. God uses Elijah to raise this son from the dead. And, um, you know, it's interesting, he laid down upon him, and I believe that the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was so evident in his body was transferred from his body into this little child, and the breath came back into his lungs, and his heart began to beat, and he was revived, and he was raised up from the dead. What a powerful, amazing miracle. You know, there's another story in the book of Acts where Paul was preaching. He got a little long-winded, you know, just kept preaching, and there was a kid in the upper room that fell asleep he was on the window ledge and he fell out of the window <laughs> amazing and he died hit the ground and died and they told Paul and he ran down there and he laid down upon the child just like Elijah did and prayed for him and life came back to that kid and he was restored God raised him up hallelujah the miracle of raising people from the dead I believe we're going to see this happen again I know that sounds impossible but we're going to see the dead come back to life in this move of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Is that amazing or what? So in this chapter 17, we see God's provision for ourselves, provision for our family, provision for others as we obey God, and God giving life to the dead. God calls those things that be not as though they are. Romans 4.17 this is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you a father of many nations. This happened because Abraham believed it, believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who brings into existence what didn't exist before. Amen. He called those things that be not as though they are the working of faith. Now let's go to chapter 18. 
And here we see Elijah calling down fire from heaven. And we said that he's the prophet of fire. <laughs> this is one of the greatest stories in the Bible where Elijah confronts the prophets of Baal, 450 evil prophets, false prophets, if you will, empowered by Satan. And Elijah takes them on. <laughs> and we see this great contest between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. And here, Elijah will call down fire from heaven. You know, people love sporting events. People love to watch athletic contests. Here we have one, a great contest, uh, that really becomes a blowout, as they call it, or very one-sided. The contest begins in verse 24. Shall we read? Then you shall call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. So all the people answered and said, it is well spoken. And so here it is. The challenge is made by Elijah. You call on your God, prophets of Baal. I'll call on my God, the living God. And the God that answers by fire, that's the one we'll bow down and serve. <laughs> Pretty amazing. And so they began. They built this altar, and they began to call upon their God. And it's interesting, Elijah begins to mock them and make fun of them. <laughs> you say, really? That doesn't sound too spiritual. That's exactly what he did. And he, he mocks the prophets of Baal. Let's read verse 27. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them, saying, Cry aloud, cry aloud for he is, a, he is a god. Either he is meditating, or he's busy, or he's on a journey, or perhaps he's sleeping and must be awakened. You know, literally, in one of those portions there, it says, well, maybe he's in the bathroom. <laughs> so we see here Elijah with a little bit of a sense of humor, God with a sense of humor, and they're trying so hard, and they're cutting themselves and do all kinds of things, mutilating themselves, trying to bring down fire from heaven from their dead God, and nothing's happening, and Elijah's making fun of them. <laughs> so now we'll see that God will answer by fire as Elijah prays, verse 37 through 40. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God and that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt, burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. It licked up the water that was in the trench. Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their knees and they said, The Lord, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The God who answers by fire. Mm -hmm. He consumed everything. Our God is a consuming fire. And you know, Elijah had said to the people prior to this great event, why do you waver between two opinions? If God is God, serve him. If he's not, don't serve him. That's the word of the Lord today. If God is real, then serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and we know he is. And God will bring great change in your life and great power in your life and great blessing in your life. He is the God who answers by fire. Now we come to where Elijah Here's the abundance of rain. Now remember, he had gone to King Ahab, who was the most wicked king in northern Israel. And he was married to who? Jezebel. Jezebel. She was the most wicked queen. Perhaps she was more evil than Ahab. And he had told them it's not going to rain and a great dearth, a great famine and uh, uh, drought came, thank you, came upon the land. And uh, as a result of the prayers of Elijah, right? But now it's time for the rain to return. It's time for the water to fall, guys. It's time for the water to come. It's time. 
I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Rain is coming to the earth. God is going to pour out great rain very soon. Let's read about this in verses 41 to 45. Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went to the top of Carmel, where he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now and look and see. Let's stop there. So here he tells his servant, Go check it out. <laughs> see if the rain's coming. And his servant went out and saw nothing. Mm -hmm. How many times, Marilyn, did he go out there? Seven times. Seven times. Finally, after the, on the seventh time, he came back and said, you know what? I see this teeny, tiny cloud the side of a, size of a man's fist. And it's out there in the sky. Have you ever seen a little tiny cloud? And then that cloud began to grow and grow and grow. And what happened? It grew into a rainstorm. Yeah, let's read it. <laughs> <laughs> so he said, go out and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot. Go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened that in the meantime, the sky became black with clouds and Praise wind, God. and there was a heavy rain. So Ahab rode away and went to Jez Jezreel. Now, I love this story because the rain's coming now, and uh, word has got to Jezebel, the wicked queen, that Elijah took on the prophets of Baal and defeated them, and the Bible says he executed all of them. Well, this didn't make Jezebel very happy. She was super angry at him. She wanted to kill him. And when word came to Elijah, uh, you know, he took off a running. <laughs> and uh, he did the Forrest Gump. And he was booking. I mean, he was running in the spirit. He ran past a chariot. He was going so fast. I remember one time we were up in the mountains and we were hiking, backpacking. And I told some friends of mine, I'm just going to take off and run. I feel like running. And they said, go for it. And I was in my thongs like these. And uh, I started running on this trail uphill. And I felt the Spirit of God come on me. You say, that's weird, Pastor. Well, he wanted to show me I could run in the Spirit. And I ran up this trail. I felt great, man. I just kept going and going and going. Finally, I said, you know what? I think I'll stop running, just like Forrest Gump. <laughs> and I sat on a big boulder and waited for them to show up about a half hour later. <laughs> and I ran in the Spirit. Elijah ran in the Spirit and ran past the chariot that was after him. And he ran out into the wilderness away from wicked Jezebel. And there God met him out in the wilderness. And that's another story. You know, I believe very soon fire will return once again to our world. But before we mention that, I want to go back to Second Kings now. And let's look at chapter 2 because here we hear, see the end of Elijah's life. This great man of God, this great prophet of fire. And uh, he's going to heaven. He's one of the few people in the Bible that never died. And God caught him up to heaven. And so we want to read the story in 2 Kings 2, 9 through 12. Okay. When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, What can I do before I'm taken away? What can I do for you before I'm taken away? And Elisha replied, Please let me become your rightful successor. You have asked a difficult thing, Elijah replied. If you see me when I'm taken from you, then you will get your request. But if not, then you won't. Now let's stop there. So what really Elijah or Elisha, who was his successor, wanted a double portion of the spirit that was upon Elijah. Wow. Man, he was hungry for God, man. If you're hungry for God, you'll get it. And he wanted the double portion. And Elijah said, all right, 
you ask a great thing. But if you see me when I go to heaven, you'll get that request. You see, a lot of times you have not because you ask not. And he wanted it, a double portion. We're going to see a double portion of the Spirit come in this mighty move of God coming very soon. Twice Pentecost is going to fall. You say, Pastor, you are out there. I don't even know what you're talking about. You just get ready. It's coming. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain, and that rain is coming very soon upon planet Earth. You thought the pandemic was a wild, weird thing. Where do you see what happens now? Where do you see Satan did his thing? It's over. Now God's going to do his thing, and it's going to be so much more mighty, powerful, and glorious and beautiful. Praise God. So continue. Okay. So as they were walking along and talking, suddenly a chariot of fire appeared, drawn by Just horses suddenly, of fire. there comes a chariot suddenly. of fire. <laughs> <laughs> it, it drove between them, separating them, and Elijah was carried by a whirlwind into heaven. Wow. Elisha sighed and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and charioteers of Israel. And as they disappeared from sight, Elisha tore his robe into two. Then Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, returned to the bank of Jordan and he struck the water with the cloak cloak and cried out where's the Lord God of Elijah and the river divided and Elisha went across so when the mantle fell on the ground and he picked it up he had seen his father Elijah go what did he prayed for a double portion of the spirit he knew he had it he took the mantle he walked over to the water the river Jordan he smote the water he said, where is the God of Elijah? <laughs> and uh, hit the water and the water peeled back and opened up and they crossed over on dry land. And they all cried out, the spirit of Elijah is upon Elisha. And guess what? Elisha did twice the miracles that Elijah did. Amazing. God heard his request. Mm -hmm. God will answer your prayers if you pray earnestly and fervently. Okay, Corey, continue. All right. Well, 12. Did yeah. we read? We read. We, you just uh, quoted the last one. So when the group of prophets from Jericho saw what happened, they exclaimed, Elisha has become Elijah's successor. And they went to meet him and bowed down before him. Amen. The mantle was passed on. The anointing was passed on. As I mentioned, fire will return once again to our world. Very soon, we're going to see the fire of God fall. Do you want the fire of God? It'll consume all flesh. It'll consume all worldliness. And it'll bring about a holy fire and zeal, fire and zeal in our lives. Jesus said, zeal for my father's house has eaten me up. And that great zeal and passion is going to come once again upon us as we serve the living God. Get ready. It's coming in great force and blessing. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the word. We thank you for the power of God. We thank you for the prophet of fire, Elijah. May that anointing of the Spirit be upon us now. May we receive a double portion of the anointing that uh, was upon Elijah in these last days as God uses us in a mighty way to pour out his Spirit upon all flesh and all people will see the glory of God together. Now we pray for the lost, those that don't know Christ. You're listening, you're viewing, you're thinking in your spirit. Something's about this broadcast is getting a hold of me. I need Christ in my life. I need Jesus in my life. I want Jesus of Nazareth to come into my life. You can have Jesus come into your life right now, and he can be your personal Lord and Savior and deliver you and save you from your sins. If you're in need of Christ today, pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you are the Son of God, that you lived, you performed miracles, you died, and you rose again. I receive you now into my life as my personal 
Lord and Savior. I'll love you. I'll follow you. I'll worship you. I receive the gifting of the Holy Spirit right now. In your name I pray. And for you believers that have slipped away and you're not walking with Christ, come back, the Lord would say. Get close to me once again. I have not taken my gifts from you. I will restore the joy of your salvation back to you and use you in a mighty way. Pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, come back near to me as I draw near to you. I want to be close. I don't want this world. I don't want to live for the flesh. I want to live for you with all my heart, soul, and mind. Come near to me now, I pray, in your precious name. Praise God. Well, Jesus heard those prayers, and he's going to answer them. Hallelujah. God's good. Amen. Amen. Praise God. <laughs>